0: Welcome to Recloseted Radio, the top-rated podcast for slow fashion founders. Whether you're thinking about launching a slow fashion brand, scaling an existing sustainable apparel company, or looking to make a brand more environmentally friendly, we have you covered. I'm your host, Selena Ho, and each week I'm sharing my proven strategies or interviewing industry experts. Without any further ado, Let's get started. In today's episode, I am joined by Shaz Pierre. Shaz is the founder of 25 Mohawk, an inspirational clothing brand that respects the environment by using sustainable materials to create slow fashion options for everyone. Shaz is one of our amazing Conscious Label Launcher clients, and you will hear a little bit more about her brand as well as her experience in CLL in this episode. And friendly reminder that doors are currently open to our Conscious Label Launcher program. Our Conscious Label Launcher, or CLL, is our program that launches successful, sustainable fashion brands that make, at minimum, $20,000 upon launching. Doors to CLL only open once a year. And on top of that, we only work with 20 startup brands every single year. So if you want to start and launch a successful, sustainable fashion brand, that makes at minimum 20k upon launching you can find out more information about our CLL program as well as book a discovery call to see if it would be a fit to work together at www.recloseted.com/cll and the link will also be in the show notes for you and now let's dive into our recloseted radio interview with shaz Welcome to Recloseted Radio Shaz. I am so excited to have you on today. This has been such a long time coming and I'm looking forward to chatting with you today.
1: I'm really excited. Thank you so much for having me, Selena.
0: Of course. And so to kick things off, can you please introduce yourself and also tell us how you got started in fashion?
1: Yeah, my name is Shaz Peer and I'm the founder of 25 Mohawk. A sustainable label for everyone. I've always loved the idea of expressing myself through fashion. Growing up I'd be inspired by music videos and uh, my mum was a seamstress and I'd watch on the machine make her clothes and I would basically like have old denim like an old pair of jeans and cut them up and fray them put some buttons on and just in an attempt to create my own styles. I always wanted to be separate (laughs) everyone and then I just decided later that I wanted to hone the skills that I had picked up and when I moved to Trinidad I completed a fashion course at the University of Trinidad and Tobago and it's there where I really understood garment construction, fabric makeup and the whole design process you know like from building a mood board, sketching, And yeah, just like developing the final garment. And that was a really exciting process. And I was like, oh, I wanted to do some more.
0: Amazing. I love how it started from such a young age and really just seemed like it organically progressed. You went to school. You always loved fashion. When did you really decide to start a sustainable fashion brand? And why did you decide to start one?
1: Right. Well, after my studies, we visited... Phuket in Thailand. We took a tour to Phi Phi Island. There were about 25 of us that were on this boat and we you know it took about 20 minutes to get there so it was a really nice long ride and I remember on the approach we could see these huge mountains um, in the sea and to the side there was this Mass of plastic pollution just bobbing up and down in the ocean. And it really made me sad. And I remember just thinking, wow, like this is, like, how did we get here? What is this? And I just decided, okay, let me go and find out some more about, you know, plastic pollution. And I knew that I wanted to start a fashion brand at that particular point in time. But I think once I saw that and I looked into it and I looked at documentaries, And read a couple of books and I was like you know I can't contribute to the damage that's been done like if I'm going to do this I have to do a job that is you know be, be better basically
0: Yeah, I actually also went to Thailand a few years ago, and it was a very similar experience. And it turned out that the week we went, we were the last group able to go to Fifi Islands because after that, they were closing it for, I think, six months just to do beach cleanup and just to clean up everything. It was crazy.
1: Yeah, it was really sad. And I've seen that before, actually, even in Trinidad. We went to this place called, um, they call it Down the Islands, DDI. It's a really lovely um, island. And then again, like at the shore, there was a lot of plastic pollution. Some of it is not even from Trinidad, it's just washed up from, you know, different parts of the world. It's, yeah, pretty sad.
0: It really is. Yeah. That's kind of the dark side of tourism and just, you know, some folks being out in nature in the world and just not taking care of Mother Earth. Yes. And so, talking a little bit more about your brand, 25 Mohawk. Can you tell us more about the name, what products you're hoping to do? I also know it's genderless, which is very exciting. So yeah, tell us a little bit more about all of that.
1: Yeah, 25 Mohawk is the name of the apartment block that I grew up in. And, um, you know, home wasn't the most comfortable place growing up. And I realized looking back now that I really sought the idea of home through extended family and friends I think I was trying to create that feeling of belonging when I started to work I worked in a place called Victoria and I took a train home and um, I remember looking at people on like traveling home I remember looking at people in their apartment blocks they were like drawing the curtains or they were cooking a meal in their kitchen And I remember like resolving in my heart, like one day I'll feel like home too, because, you know, it was just like a lot of displacement. Throughout the years, I found clothes to be an extension of who we are. We thrive when we're comfortable and when we're relaxed and feel safe. So to me, this feeling conjures up home. And I call it an inspirational brand because I really want to inspire people who didn't have a happy start. I know there are quite a few of us out there. It's just really to say, you know, if you keep working hard and keep pushing for your dreams and your goals, then you can emerge from the situation a stronger and better person.
0: Yeah, I love that. That's so beautiful. Thank you for sharing. And I really feel like you're going to be able to do that and you're going to be able to inspire and be a part of so many folks' lives. And that's just, again, just so beautiful.
1: Yeah, thank you. Thank you.
0: Going back a little bit to your products too, because I think that's also really exciting. I know you want to do genderless pieces. So, can you talk a little bit about why you decided to do that and what that looks like?
1: Yeah, you know, I really wanted to serve a lot of people when I did the course. I wanted to outfit everybody. And then I realized with my budget that that's not possible. So I'm like, okay, Shaz, let's just hone this in. And I I landed on unisex clothing because I just have an affinity to loose clothes. A lot of men that I spoke to in the market research, they had an adventurous streak. They were telling me that they were fed up of wearing t-shirts and jeans and thought to myself, you know, it's cool to include men as well. And I also borrow my husband's clothes sometimes. He has a really cool wardrobe. He'll wear these long line T-shirts and these loose fitting pants and his Air Force Ones. You know, sometimes we go out and we look similar and I'm like, okay, you need to go back to the wardrobe
0: and change. (laughs) You have to change.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I just figured it would be really cool to, you know, be able to have something that's trans-seasonal. Both genders can wear them. Some guys might think it might be a bit too adventurous for them, but then other guys might be like, hell yeah, I'm down with that. So yes.
0: I love that. Yeah. And you talked about it a little bit already, but in our Conscious Label Launcher course, I am such a big advocate of market research, understanding your ideal customer, really figuring out their problems and pain points. You touched on it a little bit, but do you mind really spelling out what the problem you're solving for your ideal customer is?
1: In my research, my ideal customers talked a lot about versatility and detailing. They talked about fit and they also talk about uh, fabric. So it's quite a lot of things to dissect. I had to choose, I had to decide which ones I was, which problem I was going to focus on. So. The collection has a lot of versatility in there. There's some surprise pieces in there, some surprise detailing, should I say. We spent a lot of time, a few months actually, just looking at fit, making sure that it suits different body silhouettes, just making sure that it's a meaningful collection.
0: And when it comes to fit and designing, when it comes to a genderless or unisex line, do you have any tips or do you have any learnings from your experiences? Because I would imagine, you know, even pattern making and grading could be quite challenging. Yeah,
1: I would definitely say test. Do lots of physical testing, seeing what works with various body types because it's one thing to do drawing and and pattern design but then to have the physical product on someone and seeing where the stress points are in the garment also the height of the person and you know what I mean so it's a lot of testing just really zoning in on what your customer wants as I said before like I wanted to outfit everybody you know short tall slim everybody and I just realized that that was impossible not impossible if there's the funds but you know if you're starting out small then it's it's definitely somewhere that I'd love to grow to.
0: Yeah totally and talking about funds really good segue but do you have any financial or funding tips because it does cost quite a bit of capital to start a brand as you know because you have to buy materials you have to do production and then of course there's all sorts of other costs that come up so any tips on your end?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm actually self-funded and I've used my savings primarily. I have been working with a really amazing seamstress who, you know, she she helps me when it comes to the sample making. I can sew and I can do my samples, but, you know, when you just want them to look absolutely perfect. So she's been good in that I don't have to go to a production house and, you know, really put out a lot of money in that respect at this point in time. I've also been um, making some masks, so I have this little part time job that I've been doing. (laughs) When the pandemic hit last year, I felt really uncomfortable charging for masks and I didn't charge for a long time. And then I got this massive order one weekend for like 30 masks. And I was just like, you know what, I think I need to start charging now and pretty much saved all of my cash for that. And I'm surprised at how much Money I've made, actually, from masks, and I have been doing little pieces like tops and skirts and stuff like that for the, for folks locally as well. so it's been that's been a pretty cool journey as well.
0: very cool. And do you have any tips when it comes to self-funding for folks, like if you have to pick up part-time jobs or if you have to do other hobbies like making masks in your case, do you have any tips?
1: One of the things that I wish I did is probably promote my masks a bit more i didn't promote my masks because i i didn't want to be the mask lady looking back i mean if somebody is self-funded you know then it's part of the journey isn't it but i think looking back if i were to do it again i would probably just put it out there a little bit more i think too though i didn't want the influx (laughs) of orders because I'm doing my my nine to five. So it was a hard balance to strike.
0: Touching on that a little bit too. I know sometimes when you're self-funding through another nine to five or you have another job or something, it can feel like it's taking time away from your brands. But I, I talk about this in CLL too, but think of it kind of like an extension and the whole thing is your brand. And maybe that's just your funding mechanism and that's just your place where you learn and you grow and you develop yourself. And then it seems like you also have a lot on your plate because you have a nine to five and you were making mass and you're doing your brand. So how do you manage your time? Do you have any productivity or time management advice for folks?
1: I am pretty busy. I've just really been overdosing on coffee, Selena, to be honest. (laughs) I'm just coffied up, but ClickUp really helps. I discovered ClickUp through CLL actually that was a real game changer for me when it comes to task management and doing social media posts.
0: Totally. It's really important to just brain dump everything in there because when you don't do that and it's just all in your head, it just makes you feel more overwhelmed and more stressed out. So it's a really good tool just to get everything down.
1: Totally, totally.
0: And when it comes to launching and marketing, do you have any advice there?
1: I'm actually in the throes of launching my social media now. So doing the product launch in in a few months. So that's really exciting. And I'm setting up my partnerships and working with various influencers, reaching out to them. My social media strategy and email marketing. So I'm doing all of that right now. I'm just really looking forward to being able to test some of the data that I get and seeing what works, what doesn't work. You know, I really like the idea of not being committed to one thing. And if it doesn't work, then just switch and just do something else. You know, you don't have to be locked down into doing things a particular way. So excited for that.
0: Love it. It's really important to test and learn and experiment and get that data and analyze it. So that's great. And you're going to be launching in a couple of months, but I know you've been working really hard behind the scenes for over a year now. I think that just speaks to how much preparation is required to have a successful launch. And you know that I am such a big fan of like preparation, organization, advanced planning. So yeah, also just wanted to say that's really important too. And I know that you're based in Trinidad. So is there anything you've learned from starting a brand in Trinidad that you'd like to share with others? Because you aren't based in the U.S. or Canada or somewhere in Europe. I think sometimes it is a little bit harder in terms of like getting things like shipping, things like that. So do you have any tips or things you've learned along the way?
1: With everything, planning is paramount. When I ship things to Trinidad, it goes to like a skybox. So a skybox in the States or wherever I'm shipping things from. And then it gets sent to me in Trinidad via plane or by ocean. It takes a while. It takes a long while. So one of the things that I've started doing recently, actually, is having a little sticky note where I keep my labels, just a little bit the base. And when it's about time to run out, then I'll get some more when I can kind of see the sticky note peeping through. The other thing I would say, too, is trying to strike that balance between, you know, having too much inventory, fabric notions and those things and then having to, you know, like, just ensuring that your money's not tied up in stuff like that.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So more lead times and planning and then also just finding that balance between having too much inventory on hand or fabric on hand versus having that cash or capital. When you start a new business, there's a lot that goes into it. So it can be really stressful. It can be very overwhelming. And a lot of the times people let that take over and then they don't end up doing their business. And so how did you overcome all of that?
1: I had a lot of deep seated fears around success and perfectionism. Having a balanced mindset, even while doing program, the belief that the business would take off just really wasn't there. I didn't realize at the time there was a mindset class in one of the modules led by Helen Kartika, And it was such a transformative experience for me. There was something that we worked on where I named my inner critic and I was able to separate the voice from goals and dreams. And she helped me to understand that, look, these are just your fears that are trying to protect you, which, you know, we need them. But we need to also know when they're no longer serving us and when to quiet them. So I really enjoyed the exercise in naming the inner critics. I called my inner critic Sue and um, (laughs) she's an ex-boss. So now when I get, you know, that negative voice, you know, don't you think there's too much fashion companies out there right now? It looks so, you know, I'm not listening to that right now. Right now I'm focusing on this and just keep it moving, basically. The other thing was um, perfectionism, which was a huge theme for me. I'd have this tendency of working so hard to make something perfect and just I just keep revolving and making tweaks and tweaks and she would explain like that this act could be one of the most dangerous forms of self sabotage. She helped me to to look at like what does your 80% look like if it's 80% complete then is it enough to move on to the next thing? And if it is then great and if you think okay well it's not, then okay, just put it out anyway and do better next time. Because some of the things that you're thinking about, other people aren't even really going to notice some of the things that, you know, some of the things that I want. And I think that those things, capacity to make your project not see the light of day.
0: Yes, I love that. And as a recovering perfectionist, I can 100% relate as well. Sometimes you are just in your head, you know, you notice all these little things, but when you put it out there, people don't notice. They're not going to notice the font size or the color or if something's off-center by like two millimeters.
1: Yeah, it's that kind of granular detail that we're talking about. It's like, is it to like two millimeters to the left or right? Is it, you know, a millimeter-sized button would work better? You know, it's really, it, it can get really ridiculous.
0: For anyone that wants to start a sustainable fashion brand, are there any other words of advice that you haven't been able to share yet that you'd like to share?
1: Yeah, I mean, I would say that if you have an idea and if you have a product or, or a product that solves a problem, then definitely the world needs to, to hear your story. There's nobody out there that can do it quite like you. There's people out there that are waiting for your thing, whatever it is. So, so yeah, go and go and get started.
0: Yes, I love that. So switching gears a little bit, if you fast forward or fast back, I guess, a year or so, how were you feeling before you enrolled in the Conscious Label Launcher?
1: To be honest, I was feeling a bit lost. I was feeling um, really frustrated because I had just watched tons and tons of videos and listened to lots of books and been on some short courses. So whilst they helped, I did come away feeling a little bit overwhelmed because they were just giving you pieces of information and not necessarily like the whole thing. On one of my weekend searches, I discovered the Recloseted Radio, and I remember just gobbling up all of the information. And it's there where I learned about the CLL program. After hearing all of the information that you would give to everyone, it just made me feel like, okay, this is what I need to take me to the next level. Even after I did the first module, I just felt like this is definitely where I need to be because it was just such a wealth of information. And it was just so rich with all of the gaps that I was missing. It was, it was all there.
0: I'm so happy to hear that. And so now that you've gone through the CLL program, what do you think are your top three biggest takeaways?
1: Well, my top three in no particular order, be meticulous. I love that you've left nothing to chance in in the program and everything is so detailed. I love that. and, And that's definitely who I am. Definitely, we're not designing for ourselves. So have that customer first approach. And lastly, having a strong mindset, using tools that can help shut fear up is really, really important. Because uh, I don't think people really talk about having a strong mindset in business. Um, because you do feel alone, especially if you're starting off on your own, and you you have all these things that you need to do, and sometimes it just feels like why am I doing this again? (laughs) And then you kind of have to look at your why and, you know, keep reminding yourself of your bigger purpose.
0: I love it. Those are some great takeaways. And my next question is, would you recommend CLL to an aspiring slow fashion founder? Of course, 100%.
1: It's a no brainer. You know, I love that I did it alongside women who had the same mindset, who had the same goals. We all want to make a difference. I also love that I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. There are templates and information that's there. Really incredible to be able to not have to think about how do I do it? You know, that like how's already been worked out It's just to do the work.
0: Yeah, so I was really intentional in designing CLL and I really wanted it to have everything you would need to launch successfully, but then of course also support you through it. And really similarly to you, I loved our CLL cohort last year. It was such a special community. And with all the hard work you've put into your brand over the past year and into this year, what is next for your brand and what are you excited about?
1: Well, I'm really excited to launch and um, just really impact people with the brand um, to grow and to be a socially conscious brand that contributes positively to the fashion landscape. You know, I have a real strong desire to not be a brand that just doesn't have any action behind it, especially in the Caribbean. You know, I, I don't really see a lot of brands that actually have the data and have the proof of what they're doing. So so yeah, I'd love to be that brand.
0: Amazing. I'm so proud of you. You've come so far. I always say when you look back at when you first started or when you first joined the program to now, like it's, it's light years, right? Like the progress you've made, the founder and entrepreneur you've become. So you should be so proud.
1: Oh, thank you. I am proud. I really have to take stock sometimes and be like, you've done a lot, shares. you know, have another gin. <laughs> I'm just joking.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you again for coming on. And I'm sure everyone's going to really appreciate all the knowledge you've shared and they probably want to get in touch and support you. So, how can they do that?
1: Yep, you could visit 25mohawk.com and sign up for our newsletters. And you can follow us on IG at 25 mobile.
0: I'll have everything linked in the show notes as well. But thank you so much for coming on to Reclosited Radio, Shaz. Thank you
1: so much. And I really appreciate everything that you do. I mean, you're such a, a wealth of inspiration and knowledge for us all. So thank you for having me.
0: And that was today's episode. If you enjoyed it and you took a lot out of it, it would be greatly appreciated if you could take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram stories, and tag us at recloseted. Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe because new episodes will be automatically downloaded and it also helps us as well to continue to provide this podcast for free to you and continue to share all of these valuable resources. If you haven't already, also make sure you rate recosited 5 Stars if you think we deserve it and write a positive review. That really helps us as well. And we will see you again next week. And in the meantime, together, let's write the harmful fashion industry.